All right. So take two. Um, well, if I just start speaking fluent Russian right now, what should you do? Should freak out a little bit? <laughs> You're like, it was always me. It was me. <laughs> From favor with love. Um, cut the check, Jose. Hey guys, um, it's Marquise here. Before we get into this week's episode, um, we're going to be talking about a little, I just want to give you guys a content warning, essentially, right? We're going to be talking about um, free agency, but specifically we're going to touch on Deshaun Watson and stuff like that. And although we're not going to do a super duper deep dive into it, um, I just wanted to give a content warning beforehand. Um, Anthony's going to go ahead and uh, when you when you listen to this, there'll be a timestamp to let you know right when we start and stop talking about um him in that situation but just want to give you guys a heads up thanks for listening as always um and enjoy the show hello everybody um welcome this is tuesday the 22nd of the 2022nd year a lot of twos up here throw the peace sign um anthony hates my corny jokes anthony i got a joke for you to start off anthony how much how much does a roof cost i I don't know Nothing. It's on the house. Welcome to the close second. <laughs> Anthony, say hey to the people. Hola, guys. Or, oh, man. Um, how do I say it in Russian? Oh, man. Uh, you want me to tell him? I'm going to tell him. Yo, so we were recording this, and man's got hit with an attack. Like, not, no cap. Man's got hit with an attack, but we're resilient. You know, these colors don't run. I don't run, neither of these colors. So we're here <laughs> to give you great content anthony talk to the folks uh how's it going guys um we're just doing a quick update on the Brittany griner situation uh there's not a lot of news coming out of that other than that her uh detention uh trial has been pushed through the 19th um they might not see a lot of reporting on it uh depending on where you're at because i know that her team uh wants it to be kind of small um, so like things don't kind of get blown up like over there where, where they're having the trial at. So, yeah. So, yeah. And as always, um, we're going to continue updating you with that, um, as news comes in and stuff like that. Um, and especially as the summer goes on and we move into more of like WNBA content, that's definitely going to be a, um, a point that we're going to continue to hit. Oh, he says. Um, so moving on to that. Um, so it's the NFL offseason, so there's no football stuff going on, right? Of course we're wrong. The NFL, again, I, I said I think I said this before. The NFL is just like, oh, that's that's a cute little March Madness tournament you're having. Mind if we just boom, wo- like you know, not not what not Woj bomb. I guess it's an Ian Rappaport bomb. But um, so NFL free agency has been kicking off. Anthony, just a quick, how do you feel about the Patriots free agency? Just have you, are, you, are you feeling good about it or kind of eh? I don't feel anything about it because nothing's really happened other than us signing a lot of our own guys. Like we got, uh, we got Mac Wilson, um, signed Terrence Mitchell, which is cool, I guess, because we don't really have any corners at the moment. I know uh-huh. Malcolm Butler is currently visiting. Um, so other than that, I mean, we're re-signed Trent Brown, so we got another guy to protect uh, Money Mac. 
I want. Yeah, it's not not a lot going on. I think they're going to do a lot of stuff in the draft and, and make some moves there probably. Yeah, I feel like you guys kind of like have your team in a way, right? At least how you want your team to operate now is just kind of like tweaking things here and there because you you have you have the blueprint essentially. Um, yeah, I know we got James White back, and hopefully he's like that binky that we I kind of talked about in the previous show uh-huh. for uh, Mac Jones going forward. You always need that. You always need that. Um, I, at the end of the show, I'm, I'm gonna throw out my wild rumor because I have a wild conspiracy theory about fantasy football or real football. But let me tell you about this. So you have a boring or kind of relatively okay free agency experience. On the other hand, man, it has been a emotional roller coaster the last week or so because okay. um I, and I, and I, and i've actually been thinking about how i'm going to address this how i'm going to talk about this right but obviously you know panthers fan and we were in the thick of the whole the sean watson thing and like it was weird man it was really weird because on one hand like you can't overlook the obvious elephant in the room you can't overlook the 22 civil cases right um and although you know, he's not going to face criminal charges. Or because someone doesn't face criminal charges, maybe it doesn't mean that they didn't do anything wrong. We've seen that before. Like, and so it's a weird thing to me because obviously, like, I'm I'm a Panthers fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, uh, like, what, I'm going to be 30 this year. And so it's like, how do you root for a team? And I, it, it was just a really weird thing. On and Like, God, I hate saying this football part of me was like yeah we like we meet like this guy is a i mean before all this we were like he's the second best quarterback in the league right and obviously we need a quarterback sorry sam darnold um but at the same time like is it really worth it you know um and so it was like the back and forth and it was just like the the mental gymnastics and like you know it was kind of interesting to see even people saying like Panthers fans are like, listen, I don't blame you if you don't want to root for this team if he gets signed. Um, and a lot of people are like that, right? And a lot of people are like, like, listen, I'm done. And at the end of the day, being a fan, you know, you, you're, I'm not under contract by the team. I can pull out for whatever reason. And whatever your thoughts on that, whether you, you know, don't root for him or not or whatever, like, that's, I completely respect either way it goes. Uh, and then we we heard that the Browns were out. And then all of a sudden the Browns, um, decided to give him the most guaranteed money of any NFL quarterback or not quarterback player ever. What were your thoughts when you first saw the whole him going to the Browns and that contract? Uh, I just couldn't really believe it, I guess. Um, cause like, that's a lot of like selling their soul, you know, uh, the Browns from this point, like going forward, probably won't get the most support. As as they have from the, you know, uh, NFL cognoscenti. Um, look at this man word. Look at this big, big word, Anthony. <laughs> um, there, yeah, because uh, not only did they, you know, get that quarterback, you can't even actually be happy for them anymore. I think. Um, I mean, you you can obviously. I don't fault people for uh making the the detachment sometimes with sports um specifically i know people do it with music and whatnot as well but that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of uh that's a lot to swallow 
Yeah. <laughs> nah. And I, so one of my things that I do, and I've said this before, is like, I like to go on subreddits. And I like to go on team subreddits. So anytime there's a big sign, and I'm, and it was kind of interesting because like the Browns were like, like Browns fans, I mean, has any other franchise suffered more than them? Maybe like, I guess Detroit, you know, like yeah. they, and even with Detroit, Detroit had a quarterback for like the last decade, you know, like even though the team was trash, like they at least had a guy. You, you, I mean, for what, I mean, like it or not, like Baker Mayfield, um, he was very Cleveland. Like he gave that team like identity and like, he again the some of the things that were said about Baker Mayfield like let me tell you Cleveland fans I I if my friends if my significant other doesn't ride for me the way Cleveland fans rode for Baker Mayfield I don't want I don't when I'm telling you I read stuff and that he battled that back with my homes I'm like whoa <laughs> relax <laughs> relax you know um and so, like, they had, like, kind of, like, their guy. But obviously, like, sports, you're always looking to upgrade. You're always looking to, you know, and even with, like, Baker, and he made that whole um, statement when there was, when it came out, the Browns were interested. He used his middle name, too. You know it's serious when someone throws their middle name. If you ever see Marquise Deshaun in a, in a letter heading, I know I'm being very serious. Like, it was something like, in these uncertain and trying times. Yeah, and, like, like... Are you writing back home during wartime? I don't understand what you're really talking about. It's just, it's just uh, so much going on because like on one hand, like if, like if I'm hit, like, like I get it from his perspective, right? Like, listen, I've had four different coaches and like four different coordinators in four years being here, you know, like I have, I gave this team something that it has not gotten this millennia, right? And that is a playoff win. Like I've, he gave him a playoff win, right? Yeah, I think it was playoff. Um, but like, you know, you've done, you, you've, you've done stuff that like Browns fans literally could not have dreamt of what six years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Um, and so I get the frustration, but in the same sense, right. Football is a business. And like someone brought up a good point. You never seen, um, you never seen Tua say anything uh, about like, you know, he was brought up in trade rumors for the last year and a half. When it came to this, right? All these other guys that were possibly involved in trade rumors, like, I mean, and I'm sure they felt the same way. I'm sure they felt the exact same way, right? Like, how could, you know, like, I've given this franchise, da-da-da-da, but that's the business. And they kind of put a letter out like that. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of, it's, I say this, it is on brand for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like, that's what I was going to say as well. Basically, like, and none of us, like neither of us, and like a lot of people that we talk to are like Baker guys, you know. Yeah. Um. That none of us think that he's a bad quarterback per no. se, but he's not. He's not elite. He's maybe undeserving of like these Hulu commercials. You yeah. know what I mean? Like about, so many commercials. As much as he gets, about how much he gets pushed. Yeah. And a lot of that is the Cleveland thing, right? People mm-hmm. want Cleveland to be good, like. Yeah. No one you don't want to see someone getting beat down this much for 31 years or right. whatever it is. Exactly. So you know that being said, you mortgage your soul when you make something like this happen because say what you want about Baker, 
he didn't touch uh, allegedly touch 22 women and is still um facing uh civil suits for for those uh <laughs> like, I mean, no matter what he did to OBJ yeah. no matter what he did to um, the rest of the wide receiver field what he said to the uh um I forget Duke Johnson yeah Duke Johnson yep yeah. exactly um cheesecake factory none of that stuff yeah like that stuff does <laughs> that stuff just doesn't matter and then to to not only make that trade but to double down like and pay him all that money and not only not only pay him all that money the way that you paid him yeah money yep yep speak on it <laughs> so, speak so on the it way that they structured this deal essentially is that more than likely you know their civil suits, he's probably going to settle, so on and so forth. He probably wants to get past this uh, thing that he probably did uh, <laughs> one way or another. Um, so that being said, the NFL is probably going to sp- suspend him. Now, for how long, no one really knows. People are saying that it's going to be a lengthy suspension, that suspension being one year. The Cleveland Browns paid him in such a way that if he is, if and when he is suspended for the next season, he will only lose a million dollars out of the $240 million deal that he signed with. Bro got an NBA max deal. Yeah. Um, he got more than any, like anybody, he got more than Pat, like the guaranteed money. He's going to get paid that guaranteed money. Like regardless, I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of like character clauses in there. (laughs) There has to be. (laughs) Um, but I like, that's the part I don't understand. It's something that I've said, like in private chats is that like, they didn't pay him because uh, I mean, th- yes, they did pay him because of his work on the field. Yeah, but that's not something that he's shown for the past year and a half or whatever, however long it's been. Um, <laughs> the only thing that's come out in the past year and a half is the numerous allegations against him. So, if you were to kind of just like take a step back and look at it, it looks like the Cleveland Browns paid him to take accusations, essentially. Um, and like they didn't even have to do this. They didn't have to do this. The only way that they got back in was like, okay, we'll give you the most money out of everyone. That's the only way. Mm -hmm. Other teams weren't willing to do that, obviously. You know, and it had come out that he was he didn't trust the Browns front office. That's why he was out on them because he has a no trade clause in his his contract. But uh ooh wee with that money. <laughs> what that money make a brown do. <laughs> um no, and so like and again it's funny. So going back to like, you know, the Panther perspective, right? So uh, uh, uh it came out so much. I read it at nauseum. No other team has done more due diligence than the Carolina Panthers, right? This man Tepper was over here hiring ex CIA agents to like like investigate the situation. Um but for us, apparently we didn't guarantee we wouldn't guarantee the third and fourth year of the deal. Um 
which is it's, it's kind of funny to me because it's like all right you go through all this trouble like allegedly allegedly the deal was something like three first round picks and like um i think some people said like jeremy chin was in there or brian burns or we we were giving like a lot and uh, that's another thing that kind of turned me off too like we were giving up a lot. Um, but it's like, why go that far? And like, so I, I like, I see why the Browns did it because the Browns think they could win a Super Bowl, right? But at the but same time, else? Like, I mean, they have a good defense, I guess, but like, I, I think, I mean, I think that roster is, I think that roster is good. And then also, I mean, you could look at it with like the whole Rams way, right? So like, they gave up first round picks, but. Even if, like, I think even if, like, I think if Baker doesn't get hurt last year, that team is at least, it's a playoff team for sure, right? So, like, your picks are somewhere in, like, the 20s. Um, I think just, so, so the thinking is he's going to elevate it, and you're going to be, they're going to be in the mix at least the next three years. Um, but with that being said, like, I, if, I've said this before. If you think you can win, you pull the trigger and try to win, right? But mm-hmm. like in their situation, they just they just I think they realized that they had to do it because once once he said that he was out on them, right? Because you remember he said he was out on them at the, like the beginning of the week, and then Baker releases his statement, and then it came out that Baker wanted a trade, right? Yeah. So at from, so at that point you're like, well, Baker is not coming back. So I lose Baker, right? I lose my 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 fail safe, and now I don't even get the person that I was trying to go out for. So I gotta go all in, or else you end up with like Jimmy Garoppolo, which is kind of like having Baker Mayfield, you know, in a way. Like they're kind of, I think in my mind, they're around the same spear of like talent. Uh, so. I, I don't know. Um, it, it, it's the the ripples from this is really interesting too. So like, uh, you look at that division. Like, um, Lamar Jackson isn't signed to a long term deal. And Lamar Jackson has accomplished more than Watson has. You know, yeah. Like this kind of like for the whole thing guaranteed. He asked, and who knows? He might not ask for it, and he might not resign it. He might hit free agency, and he might have to make a call mm-hmm. down to Charlotte. What I'm just saying it could happen, Anthony. All right. Can I dream? All right. You know, three first round picks for a former MVP. I mean, who knows? I don't know. Hit me up, Lamar. Um, um, big, big, big trust or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I bet you're gonna hate that. <laughs> um No, I so like to to talk about like the, the Baker thing again. Like I they kind of put themselves in the situation that they didn't give him a longer deal. They lost leverage by coming out that they were in on Watson. So even if they were going to flip Baker for someone now, you know, no team's going to pay high for him because they're like, he doesn't want to be there anyway. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, shout out to, no, not shout out and not shout out to Cleveland fans. Like I would hate to be in the situation that they're in currently. I have struggled with my own fandom of the New England Patriots. Um, not only because of like political issues, but also the 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 
stuff with Robert Kraft a couple summers back with the, um, <laughs> with the, uh, you know, spa and, uh, the, a spa that was doing human trafficking and all this other stuff and how that kind of got swept under the rug and more. And more. Um, <laughs> That's never good. And more. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I don't know if I could do it. Like I, there's like a, a podcast I've been listening to for, I don't know, almost 10 years now. No. So yeah, almost 10 years. And the guy, one of the guys on there is like a diehard uh, Cleveland fan. Like has been most of his most of his life. We found Cleveland in his childhood and like loved them and whatnot. And he said that he's probably going to walk away from the fandom at this point. Like doing what they did. You know, to some people, the attraction to sports, and I know like coming from this personally, like is the human side of it. Um, not only in football, but like from from basketball to wrestling, even like the human side is like is very interesting to me. Um, and I mean, and that kind of put some things into perspective for me as well because he was talking on it and he was saying that like, well, I have two young sons, and um, I have two young sons, and I think that my next team will be whatever they pick, like. My my fandom will start anew, and it will be through bonding with my my children through this, which is like an interesting like turn. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And it must be. I mean, I it's been hard for me to do it. Like hard to pull yourself away from from that, especially after like. I mean, this person works at the NFL even, so this the that that team has like a very great effect on them, and I'm sure there's other people out like that you know, out there in the world working for the Browns directly or working for, you know, the shield overall. And uh, I would hate that. Yeah. And, I, and like, and that's, a, that's, it's, and that's the, in, you know, so much of not, not to put my philosophy at home, but so much of life is like the gray areas. Right. And I think this is like a great kind of example because for some people, you know, him, not getting any like criminal investigation or anything like that. Like that's enough. It's like, all right, you know, that like no criminal investigation, no wrongdoing whatsoever. You know, they might look at the civil suit. as like, Oh, people just, they just want their money. No, um, no, that's a, I, I have a question. I, Do you think this would happen in the NFL? Sorry, the, in, in the NBA. Would it happen in the NBA? Um, so like, yeah, I do, because I, 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 ultimately, like ultimately, I look at it like this, man, and this may be like a really crappy way of viewing things, and maybe this is a jaded view, um, but ultimately, if you're good enough and the money's there, like, yeah, I mean, um, me, 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 so me and Rebecca had an interesting conversation about this. And she was just like, she was like, what would it take for like an NFL player, like not to like, like what would it have taken for him not to play NFL? I was like, well, one, a criminal investigation. And like, you know, uh, I was like, or like public, like video evidence. Cause I go back to Ray Rice, right. You know, and that was a really interesting thing. Cause the NFL saw the tape, you know, like the NFL, like when they suspended him originally, Roger Goodell and the NFL, never forget, they saw that tape. They knew exactly what was on that tape. 
what got Ray Rice out the paint wasn't the tape. It was the fact that the tape got leaked and the public saw it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what, so I, I mean, ultimately, like if you're good enough, like people, and, and it's even, this is, I kind of feel a tad bit uncomfortable talking about this. Cause I know I'm not like that qualified, but mm-hmm. I will say in, 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 in the things that I've seen in my anecdotal experience, the way we approach the matter at hand, right? People seem to be very like, I'll put to you like this. The attention span is not that long. And I think at the end of the day, like the Browns know if they start winning and especially if they start winning, like, I don't know, let's say like a Super Bowl, um, like another AFC North team, people are just going to be like, okay, whatever. It was in the past, you know, like five years. And, and, I, and I guarantee what will happen is, you know, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see them donate to like different charities, organizations, we'll make an outward push of like trying to do better and reform and this, that, and a third. I think the thing for me, right. And like, I, I think, I think the really, um, I'm going to curse a little bit. The damning thing for me is the fact that they said they did extensive research, but they didn't actually reach out to the attorney or any of the, um, like alleged victims at all to get that side of it. And to me, if you're going to do extensive research, you want to see it from all sides of it. Right. Um, it's very easy to say you did research and you don't hear from those folks. Um, the man still has to be deposed. I think like yeah, something like even... four. No, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say, I think I was, I was, um, I was, I was listening and it was like something about like 40 hours of like depositions he has to go through. Yes. Um, like, cause I want to say it's like two hours um two hours per and so over the next few weeks um he's gonna still go through like depositions and stuff like that um and it's just i i'll 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 say this i'll close it with this from from my perspective i I ask any listener no matter how you feel about this to really look into laws when it comes to assault Right. And how cases and stuff like that are handled, especially in this country, because I think a lot of times people have a perception of it and that perception is not actually reality. And I I also want to say, and I've said this a couple of times already, if someone says I can't root for that person, I can't root for that team because of that. Let them like like that, that like that should be it. You don't, don't, you shouldn't be like, well, you know, no, 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 no. For whatever reason, you know, let, let that, you know, but that, that's just my two cents. Yeah. Um, them not talking to the alleged victims is an even more, uh, like minimization Mm -hmm. and of, of what they like may have gone through. And it's another, it's another blemish on the entire thing, you know, because now you're not even hearing directly from, from the people. Um, and uh, it's the other thing I, I'll say is you're saying that you, that if the Browns start winning, and I guess it's like the most unfortunate use of that, you know, the saying in sports that uh, winning, winning fixes everything, right? All right. I mean, look at Pittsburgh. Um, so not to make light of the situation, I had a fan, someone wrote in and when I say someone wrote in, 
Marcus told me to tell you, you better <laughs> stop talking about Pittsburgh <laughs> like that. He was like, listen, I didn't like Big Ben, but you talk about my team a little brazy. And he said, tell Anthony. So I'm getting I'm getting on wax. I'm getting on. I'm looking at Anthony through the camera. Marcus, I got you. He said, if he sees you in the streets, you're going to see that terrible towel. His <laughs> words, not mine. Speaking I mean, of terrible towel. Oh, they're go ahead. Playing, they're playing each other next season. The Pats, sorry, the Pats and the Steelers. I mean, so maybe we, now with just, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Do it for the troops. You know? <laughs> nah, but you know what I'm saying? Sorry, sorry, Marcus. Please don't pull up pull up on me with the with the tank. That would be so uh, cool. I don't want no problems. <sighs> well, you, wait, listen, listen, y'all. When y'all see me and my brother at the Super Bowl and he's in uniform and I'm in disabled and we just mentioned <laughs> don't say nothing. Just know that we are living our best lives. Claus will quit that. <laughs> um, speaking of terrible people though, Tom Brady's back. He won't leave us alone. He won't leave us alone. Um, he won't get out of our nationals. Like, bro, just spend time with your kids. Just spend time with your kids. Tom Brady rather get pile drived into the earth by Aaron Donald than teach his kids geometry. Those tweets, I again, I love Twitter. It's the best app. But this man was at home for like a month and was like, "Yeah, I can't do this." I'm Think, not feeling it. <laughs> this man has a literal supermodel, bajillionaire wife, right? Can go anywhere, do anything he wants, and was like. That's literally what he's doing. He was literally like in like England or something talking to Ronaldo. And he was the next day he was like, yeah, I want to be. I want to. I, <laughs> I want more CTE. That's what I, I This is like. I, and again, this, this is going to come out really bad and I don't mean it bad at all. But I would like. I would like to see like how much like how football has impacted his brain. And I don't mean that in any like negative like way or anything like that, but like, you know, has, has he had more like concussions and like CT and stuff like that than like the average person, you know, or has he, because of the position and I mean, granted, obviously he's been hit for 23 years. Um, like I, I that'd be kind of interesting because I, at this point, like, I don't, maybe, I, maybe I need to get on the TV 12 method. Maybe that's why I don't walk. Maybe if I go on TB12 method, you're going to see me running the 40 at the next combine. I just, what does he have to prove? Like, how, I'm not insecure, but like, how vulnerable is this, is this man that he just like, can't let it, like, he can't let it go. It doesn't I mean, make any sense. More power to him because I like, on one hand, it's like the funny part. He's like unfinished business. Tom, what unfinished business you have? You off have the top of my record. head, all the records: most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, playoff wins, Super Bowl wins. What he doesn't have any what receiving yards? He needs some receiving touchdowns. I, what did, I, I have to look this up. I'll look it up in the next podcast. What is the record for quarterback receiving touchdowns? Maybe he'll go after that. I don't know. You know, like I. And it was, it, bro, two weeks ago, Anthony, I was like, listen, man, I was, I was looking around the NFC South and I was like, listen, we're not great, but we got a stellar defense, you know, 
we'll we'll upgrade the offensive line. All right, quarterback to be determined. We'll upgrade the offensive line, a healthy CMC. Like we can win this division. There's no Brady. There's no Breeze. New Orleans is a question mark. And Matt Ryan's is going to the Colts. Matt Ryan. God. It was just, it was, it was in a way where I was like, you know, we make a, we make a trade here or there. We shake this up. Like, who knows? We, we could be the next Bengals. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Tom Brady, why did you assume me? You know, I've, I've been watching, I was thinking about this. I've been watching football since 03. And every year I've watched football, this man, Tom Brady has just been there. Despite me in some way, shape, or form, I'm I'm pretty sure Tom Brady is the reason Cam Newton didn't dive on that ball during the Super Bowl. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I can't I can't explain it, but like he my has something. Is, my problem is like what really bothers me the most, and I think has like skewed even more the way that I see Tom Brady is that he came to Tampa. Like, <laughs> like I have to see the shirts like every day. I, I, I'm pretty sure every day I see a Tampa, like a shirt, see with, with, with Brady on it or like a Bucks hat on somebody that I didn't see a Bucks hat on before. Um, I say that cause I work like two retail work, like facing jobs. Um, so I see a lot of the same people like over and over again, but it's just like, why? I, why? It it was already enough that you left, but you had to come where I live. Like, why do people keep doing that to me? I don't understand. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, get it. Go away. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Leave me alone. They can't keep doing it. They can't. Um, I I don't look. I like. I'm just saying. I hope it's 2008 again. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I I've said this many times on this podcast. Spicy Anthony is my favorite Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it is like, and and then not, and then I saw rumors like, well, Brady said like Braun inspired him. Don't put that on him. Don't put that on. Don't, 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 don't. Um, you want to play for the eight seed? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> we got to start actually, like, recording the video chat that we have going on, because, man. Um, but, no, so, I, and it was kind of funny to me, too, because people were like, people were like, oh, he's going to go to San Francisco. Tampa was like, no. Uh, <laughs> we're like, why would we trade him? No, we're not going to trade him. Nope, 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 nope. He's still in the contract. He will play the contract here. Now, and then you have the Brady effect, right? So now, like, um, people that were like, ah, I'm done, coming back. Like, Gronk hasn't said it, but Gronk's coming back. One of their linemen, like, he's coming back. You know, like, they're like, oh, okay. We'll, we'll run it back. Leonard Fournette's back now. Leonard Fournette's yesterday back. Yesterday or today, whatever it was. Um, After he's visiting the Pats yesterday. I mean, we weren't going to give him that amount of money, but still. Yeah, man, that amount of money was kind of, but, you know, hey. Um, Lenny, he's worth it, right? Yeah, I mean, at least he plays games. Um, that was unlike, a, unlike Saquon Barkley, CMC. Um, <laughs> hey, I love CMC, but ten out of the last thirty, not looking too good. Ten out of the last thirty-three. Um, Oof. yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I mean, at the like, as as frustrating as it is, like I have to. Part of me does admire it in a way because I am almost thirty years old and I struggle to get out of bed in the morning. So I couldn't imagine being forty five or close to forty five and getting out of the bed and going to get hit repeatedly by people half my age and twice as fast as I am. Um, I so so we talk about I mean, narrative. It's kind of a personal attack on us as well because we recorded a whole podcast on this. Yeah, we like, did. did. Like, we did. You wasted our time. I was forced to be like introspective and reflective on your career and like how it affected like. I'm not doing that again. Person. No, no, that's not happening. No, we're not doing that again. You retire. We're gonna no. We're not even mentioning it. Nope. Sorry, R.I.P. Bozo. R.I.P. We're just we're just gonna <laughs> rebrand that same episode, and 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 that's it. Like, oh my god, it's gonna be like a Call of Duty game, just the same game, just different skin. Um, man, imagine if we get the Call of Duty trolls on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I play the game. I play the game. I play the game. I play. I play. I play Warzone, man. I run the SCG. Uh, but no, like. I man, it's well. Let's talk about another old person. Let's talk about LeBron James, as we always do. But not even LeBron James. Let's talk about the NBA in the absolute scoring tear that these players are on. Every night, it seems like every night someone is dropping 40, 50, 60, you know, or are doing something like 35, 14, and 8, or, or, you know, just some wild stat line across the NBA. It has been so exciting. And even though my team is kind of, when it comes to the playoffs, the NBA is, 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 is good. Um, and there's this kid in, kid in Boston. Uh, I saw him wearing a Laker jersey one time, he's but he apparently is a, he's, 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 like he's 19. He's 19. He does TikTok dances and stuff. Oh, um, just maybe. Well, you know, he could do it. He's young. Uh, but Anthony, how do you feel about the, the scoring onslaught? Jason, uh, the, well, I'll say, I think it's kind of um, shows you that the NBA is a like a stars league, mm-hmm. and that on every team there's someone to root for. Now sometimes it's like someone as small as like a Josh Giddy or as like an SGA. But <laughs> um, there's someone like kind of everywhere and you can, they can throw your support behind. Yeah. Um, but I do find it like kind of interesting. Like, do you think that part of it is that the all-star game, <laughs> it's going to be funny, that the all-star game was in Cleveland. And since there's nothing to do in Cleveland, that all of those players came out of that like completely rejuvenated. (laughs) I just got to do another warning about just for the people that are residents of Cleveland, because this is not all our hate for Pittsburgh. (laughs) We pick one city in the U.S. and just go in on that city. Um, So I like that take. And I'll I, I will I will acknowledge that that is a very interesting take. No, I I don't agree with that. <laughs> um, but you know, but yeah, well, you know what? There's some truth to it. I wouldn't say because of like Cleveland, but I will think a lot of people say like things really start ramping up post All Star break because then is there's 20 games to the playoffs. Um, 
you know, it's also certain things like, you know, players got to hit certain, uh, certain contractual, uh, incentives and obligations and stuff like that right you know you might be a 17 a point game scorer and you get another couple mil if you average 22 points so maybe you uh you know show out a little bit uh and i also think players are just kind of like loose like you gotta think too like you know it's it's the spring you know what i'm saying like you got a lot of the nba is a lot of nba is located like up north or in cold weather cities um so it's warming up you got guys that are like you you've been hurt the first half of the year you're not hurt like you're you're going and these regular season games like again one of the best regular season games not, i wouldn't say probably best because it ended up being a blowout but like watching the nets in a 76ers game we recorded last time like you were, i was watching i was like oh the nets are serious like they are like in in in, in go mode and you watch these games and it's not for lack of defense because the defense is intense. Like these guys are just going off. And it is, like you said, it's a player's league uh, or superstars league. And any given night, I know whether I'm watching Ja or Cat or DeMar, whoever, like they're, they're, they're going to bring it. And that, that's really like, I think that is such a big deal. It's, it's, it's amazing actually. Yeah. I mean, so since like we're turning from All Star break, these are the players with uh higher than uh, 50, 50 point games or above. Uh, LeBron James twice, um, test him. Uh, Kyrie Irving against the Magic, test him. This man said against the Magic. This man, <laughs> this man, he's gonna throw his slander in where he can. Uh, Cat. Uh, he had he he put up sixty. Um. Trey Young, 56. Jason, 54 against the Nets. KD with 53. And then um, Sadiq, Sadiq Bay, he dropped, what, 51? Yeah, I mean, like 51. 51 points. And I, it's kind of cool to see because it's not, like you said, it's not porous defense. That's yeah. Getting, well, aside from that Magic game, like that was. This but. <laughs> It's not for people like lack of trying. Yeah, I mean, I that was a real like. Go look at Vince Staples' tweets from that from that game. Like he was saying that the refs were about to put in more work than because he was at the game. Yeah, he said the refs were going to put in more work than the players. Like because the refs were going off during pregame workouts. So, so he he saw it coming. He saw the vision. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to even go like a little bit further. Um, this is as of five days ago. I don't think it's including the game that we just had last night. We being the Boston Celtics that I'm on, apparently. Yeah, with not including Marquise when he says we, not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Jason Tatum is averaging 33, sorry, 36.7 games points per game over his last six games, and I think he dropped 32 on Sacramento and then. Um, I don't remember how many he dropped last night, but it looks like 39, nope, 36 against the Thunder. And then he dropped 30 against the Nuggets as well. So, I mean, I wish this happened at the beginning of the season for him because I think, you know, you can, for an MVP uh, campaign, because that's kind of what they are, 
you can endure a slump of like one to two months and those months being usually December and January, mm-hmm. but it, uh, not, not the way that like it went for him. Um, but it's still cool to see, you know, these, these guys like energize because um, it was a big worry going into the past two seasons based on how much they've had to play due to COVID and the bubble and shortened seasons and shortened off seasons on top of that. And then you're talking about like the Olympic games and team USA stuff. So it's a lot. And it's cool to see that um, LeBron's not tweeting about it. You know, (laughs) he's like, I, I was funny enough. I was looking up LeBron stats and like, I mean, it doesn't make... When you look up any of these guys' stats, like, it's dumb. LeBron right now is averaging 30 points a game. The last time he did that was in 2007 with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, you look at... There's certain guys that, like, I'm happy, like, like, with Cat, like... I'm happy that people recognize... You know, they're, aside from last night, they're, like, 11 and 3. Um, big purr. Um... That sassy man. <laughs> um, you, you like, what was I gonna say? But no, like, I, I'm going back and looking at like his games, and it's and another thing too, like these games are efficient. Like if you go back, like any list of these guys, like these games are efficient. Um, they're yeah, just man, they're, people putting up numbers. Joel Embiid, like this is stuff from three days ago, obviously, but like Joel Embiid dropped 32 points, eight rebounds, four assists, five steals. Um, KD 36, sorry, 38, six and six. Um, Russ had a triple double the other day. Um, that was wild. (laughs) I mean, he had like four quarters, like he had like what? Seven quarters to do that in, but still, um, (laughs) they called him goofy. They tried to, they tried to, they tried to play him in Toronto. (laughs) That, 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 oh, I don't, God, man, I hate that. That. That whole like going up to players like and trying to they, that that's a like at the game if I'm booing you or whatever one thing but in the street like don't you know you think I'm going up to you know Jason Tatum being like screw you yeah, no that's I'm, just weird that's it's just weird stuff those people are living their life like yeah like, maybe say hi I mean I I understand the urge to do that but like this is wild. Like I see Tom Brady in public. I talk a lot of crap, but like, hey, cheat. I mean, Brady, can I get a picture with you? Like, like I re- like I respect him as like a person, you know. Yeah, like, I want to Wade, you know, and be like, oh, hey, Boosie, what you, what's up? This man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> my <feet back. laughs> Like, uh, but even like Tyler Hero had twenty six points the other day. I mean, even the Frenchman was going Ooh. off. Look at that. He had a little 19 points. Rudy, that's cool, uh, I guess. I don't know what Utah has to, like, well. So Is Donovan Mitchell still a person? Like, what has he done? I, I, I'm i not here for the Donovan Mitchell slander podcast at the moment. Maybe another uh, day. So, with all that being said, man, like, just quickly, who, I mean, we did this before, but, like, who who do you have as your MVP? Because it's changing weekly, like, weekly. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, the race is definitely tightened up between Embiid and Jokic. I think it was, uh, although it was cool that the 76ers went against the frauds, the Heats, the Heat, last night, 
Um, Expose him. They did it without uh, low game James and Embiid. So that's kind of a case against them. Whereas Jokic is the reason why that game, like that team's in contention at all. Yeah. So at the moment, honestly, I'd probably have to say that Jokic is the reason. Unless Embiid just kind of goes off for this rest of this. I think there's 10 games left. Um, mm-hmm. which is possible. Maybe that's why he's resting up currently. I mean, that's what I would do. Um, but through this past week, he does average the most points, Joel. He averages twenty nine point eight uh games. Sorry, points per game. I keep doing that. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a close race. I mean, so can I I, I think another thing that's worth mentioning is like Giannis, because his his stats are almost identical to like literally almost identical as to Joel's. Um and I, I it's he he won't get it. Um just because he won it two years in a row and I think the names that you're hearing a lot. But even if again, like you said, these next couple of weeks are going to be very crucial. Um what w- water gun to your head, who's winning it right now? Uh, Jokic. I think it should be him, but like water gun to my head, like the name I would spit out is probably going to be Embiid. I, I think it should. I think I think it probably should be the Joker, or honestly, like I think it's like, going to be viewed as better for the sport if Joel Embiid gets it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah no. Because if we're looking at this from like a business standpoint, obviously Joel Embiid is a very like a lot more marketable than uh, Joker is. Uh-huh. He, I wouldn't say I would not say that he has more personality than Joker. I think that Joker has like plenty of personality. Yeah. Um, he's like <laughs> a Joker is like a. So compare this to like video games. It's like one of those video games that doesn't give you like a lot of story, and you mm-hmm. kind of have to like interpret. Yeah. Like a lot of it and like a like a Left for Dead or something like that where like um it's fun but it, it doesn't really speak talk back to you a lot and so you have to you have to um kind of get your own impressions from that. But Joel Embiid is a very outspoken guy. He's yeah. doing DX celebration again after and ones. He's setting out the tweets about Ben Simmons. He's Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Like he's he's embodied that city and like you know, he's really embodied, like, I, well, I, I, the interesting part, like, if Joel wins this, like, um, that's what four straight years where non-American-born players have won the MVP. And I think the NBA has to, like, I mean, you, you can make an argument either way, but, like, that has to be good for the league, right? Because that means you are expanding overseas. And, again, man, I'm, I'm talent wherever he can be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're bringing even more talent in. Um, that's not relying on the um, the 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 kind of feeder system that is the uh, what's it called? NCAA. No, not the NCAA. Not, no, the the team, like the kids one. Um, oh, the G League. No, the the AAU. The AAU, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The AAU stuff, you know. Yeah. That. And it's you know calmed down in like kind of recent years, but has been talked about as maybe not being like the best thing for 
young kids. Yeah, and and that's a whole. I, I remember. So I had this conversation. There is a um, there's a thirty for thirty called Soul Man, like bottom of your shoe, and it was just talking about how like little stuff, like how Nike and all these other uh big brands get these kids in like Nike Adidas from a young age through the AAU system, and then boom, guess what? You're in the NBA, and now you're going to sign with. You know, like I guarantee Jason Tatum, what who is he signed with? Is he signed with Jordan uh, Brand? Jordan Brand. He's probably been wearing Jordan since he was, I don't know, eight years old, right? Because his AAU team was signed with Jordan and so on and so forth. Um oh uh another update I want you to do on the spot. Give me your all NBA team right now. First team. Oh my god, I have to look at the roster for that. What the heck? Um so who am I going at point? Uh Depending on where the game is played, at point, we're going to have Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I'm surprised that you said that, though. I like it, but I'm surprised you said that. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes he is the greatest unvaccinated player ever. Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that, it'd have to be him. If I'm going with the two guard, that's rough. Um, I'm I'm just gonna skip the two guard. I'll go at the three. I'm gonna go, uh, Jason. I don't care how biased it is. I don't care. It's your team. Yeah, well, obviously exactly. you have a vote for this, so it matters a whole bunch. Yeah, at the four, <laughs> at the four, I'm going for LeBron. Um. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna switch it up. Yeah. I don't know if I can. All right. Make up your own rules. I don't give a care. I don't care. All right. So one, Luca. Two, Kyrie. Three Jason, four, um, four LeBron, five uh, Joel. Just to be um, fun. I would go. Uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't say this. Um, I would go Jaw at the one. Um, okay. I would go. This where it gets hard. Um, so Jaw one. Even though he's not Jason two. LeBron three, Jokic at the four, and like it's a tall team. Yeah, Jokic at the four, and then like no, 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 no. Giannis at the four, Jokic at the five. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> That's understandable. I mean, in reserves, I'm gonna have D book there. I'm gonna have Joel there. And that's just first team. That's just first team. Like definitely like all those like book is. So what is your, and, and the grand, I know we're kind of going a little NBA thing, just overall, like what is your view of Devin Booker now? Like, do you, is he a, like, is he on the same level as like, let's say a John Morant or is he like in that DeMar DeRozan like sphere where like, they're really, really, really good. And like, they're like stars, kind of superstar-ish, but like, can D. Brook lead like a team? Like, like if you replace D. Book and Ja, would D. Book give you the same results? Even though, even though you know D. Book is a two, but like, you think like how how do you do think, that? I think that Devin Booker would give you better results. I think he's more of a playmaker than Ja. Mm-hmm. Um, he can play both positions. I think we're seeing that right now. Yeah. Um, more experience. Not only, um, he's a, like, I mean, like, I don't think they've been in the playoffs that much, but I think you can see that you can count on Devin at that, at that level. Mm-hmm. And 
I not that I don't think that we can't see Jaw like that. I definitely a hundred percent do. He's um Jaw's gonna get his, however. Um but I th- Devin's a more dynamic two way kind of like a um I forget we uh, we it's like a word that we they say it a lot in Boston because Boston likes these guys like a lot. Mm-hmm. But these uh like dual guards. Two guard, like two A. Yeah, like a like like a yeah, it's kind of like a two A, but I mean you're you're usually using that for like a defensive player as well. Yeah. But um these these guys that can play the one kind of through the three. You know, depending on how small you're going. It's position one basketball, baby. Yeah. And uh Devin plays a bit more defense than than Ja. Yeah. I would compare him to like a um like a an early D D Lil, like a, a early Damian mm. Lillard at the moment. There's been a lot of comparisons with Ja and that D Rose, like D Rose 2011. Mm. Um, do do you see? I mean, I, I I know why it's being made. Do you see it or like? Yeah, I mean, I understand it. I think that I think that Ja Morant will have more sustained success. Yeah, than than Devin Rose. Did, sorry, than Derek Rose did at um in Chicago. Yeah, and I also think too, like, is is so one thing about Jaw is interesting. Like, people like to kind of be like, some of the detractors are like, "Well, that team is good regardless." I don't hold a good team against somebody, right? He takes like, he takes a good team and makes it better. And not only that, but he like you, he I don't know, he gets players involved. He like, he he honestly takes that team to another level. Um. Do I think that I'm I'm with you on the I think that book if you swap the two probably does more probably you know does a little bit better but yeah um it's 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 cool we've been around basketball long enough to where you look at someone like Ja Morant and you definitely could see that Ja Morant grew up watching Derrick Rose and even like a Russell Westbrook and saw what they did good and said all right I'm gonna take the things that they did well and then like do things that they did poorly, I'm going to try and filter that out of my game. Because I think he's just like, when I see the athleticism, like I think of like Russ, right? Like he, that man is like explosive, explosive. But I think with the injuries and stuff like that, you kind of, my biggest worry to him that he would kind of go a little bit too hard. Um, being yeah. that he's not the biggest guy because like it sucks, but it's like a, it's a double edged sword. That explosiveness, like it, it'll, I say that to say this. It'll be interesting to see that team and specifically him in the playoffs, um, especially like let's say they have to go up against like a team with like a big um, or that can really like clog the paint. Um, it'll be really, be really cool. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, like on- one big and one like decent perimeter defender. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like um, from like, I don't know, maybe like a sunny city, West Coast. I, mean, I don't they- know. They haven't been there since the Grand Grind days, right? So they haven't. Um, we'll see how that. We'll see how it goes. I'm, it's gonna be cool to see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Like, maybe we'll see a little series. Um, a lot of yellow. Um, so, who's more annoying to you, Pat Bev, Kyrie Irving, or Enos Freedom? Enos Freedom. 
Okay, yeah. I sh- At I least the other dudes are still on the court. Yeah. Those other that, dudes got a job still. True. <laughs> true. I the the Pat Bev thing is like funny to me with like him and Russell going back and forth because like they just talking at each other. And like I think it's like I hear them to hear them being like one guy wants to kind of be like the victim a little bit. It's like, nah, like, well, Pat, you did take out the man's knee, you know. But like I've yeah, always listened to him on a team that could have gone to you know the finals. Yeah, exactly. And and the Thunder were in that series, by the way. That's a whole other thing. Uh, Pat, like, I would love for Pat to be on my team. Like, absolute love. Like, he's a guy that you want on your team. But I, when he's on your team, you're just like, oh man. I have a uh, question for you. Yeah, thinking about annoying players or people perceived as annoying. Do you have a problem with the play that Marcus Smart did? Um, did against the thunder sorry the thunder the warriors the warriors no i mean like i saw it live and like i didn't think it was like like it sucks but like that's like a basketball play like you're going for like the ball you know what i'm saying i think if it was any other person being like if it was not curry like it wouldn't have like we, we wouldn't have been this and i'm a big curry guy but like nah i mean like Something similar kind of happened with like LeBron last year, and I was kind of like, "Ugh." I think the one against LeBron was a little bit more like, "Bro was lying a little bit." Oh, with Solomon Hill, right? Yeah, like that was a little. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, I don't, I don't think there's a difference between being like with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart plays hard. I don't see him being like a dirty player. He doesn't. To me, if you're quote unquote dirty or anything like that, that means you're kind of just hiding. You have to you have to supplement your lack of skill in a way, and like mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is like a skilled basketball player. He may not be like a superstar or anything like that, but I don't think anyone expects him to be that or asks him to be that. Him diving on the floor, going after balls, playing like you know really like you know um, grimy, and I mean that in a good way, like defense, like that's what you want him to do. So I, I don't I don't think it's dirty. I I, I don't I, I think you can you can kind of tell with intent and nah. Yeah. Um, speaking of dirty people, grimy people, F one's back this week. Um, <laughs> and there is a race. There's a race in Bahrain under the lights. I like I like nighttime races. Um, yeah. Uh, I wish more sports, like more, uh, auto racing did it. Period. Yeah. It's just it's just cooler. Um. So yeah, no. So it was under the lights. Um, and I I said this privately i'm going to say it again publicly listen i gave the williams color scheme i gave it a lot of grief but seeing under the lights i did like it i did i think it it looked a little bit better to me um so there's a there's there's a couple big storylines what was your what is your biggest takeaway from this weekend my biggest takeaway is how badly mclaren mclaren's car looks um yeah and i'm not talking about delivery i am talking about how it stinks they i mean how far did they even get up the field like 13th like maybe that's where norris like placed even um i just don't understand what happened like that's i I know that this year we're switching to a new car it's a new era that's what they call them and essentially like in this uh in the sport Mm -hmm. And um, the only reason they kind of placed higher 
was because there's three DNFs essentially in the, in the race. If not, they probably would have been like, you know, at least 19th. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, as I watched, as I watched the start of the race, I had to go to church and then um, I saw, like I came at the very end, but like, I remember coming in and like um, Anthony, Anthony was streaming the race in, in discord. So like we're hopping in, we're talking and I'm like, what happened like what like that was i mean you're talking about williams you're talking about haas which i was probably like one of the there's a lot of big stories this weekend right yeah like yeah like that's that's who you're racing and and last season almost for the past two seasons Mm -hmm. they've been racing ferrari they've been racing you know red bull to a certain extent not not as much but they're com- they're they're competing in the top five mm-hmm. in that you know in that area and for the drop off to be so massive and they did start the the race on a different tire than literally everyone else on the field which didn't seem like the way to go like all right maybe you're gonna outsmart one person but you're not gonna outsmart the entire field yeah exactly and but they went on all sets of tires. Um, so there's a soft compound tire, there's a hard compound tire, and there's a medium compound tire in, in F1. All of them take different amounts of time to heat up and get to like their peak um, optimization. But um, none of them, none of them worked. You know, they're getting yeah. passed by Alfa Romeos, and so. That is the most shocking, and I kind of doubt that they'll even be able to turn this season around. I know it's only the first race. There's yeah. 23 races this season, but these things are kind of a bigger deal. Like, you can make it, you can make up time and pace, it's called, um, from certain positions on the track. Like, yeah. if you're in that eight area, like, you know, like eight through 10 and whatnot. But to be racing from you know, seventeenth to twentieth. Where do you? Where are you aiming at? Mm-hmm. You're aiming at twelve, like ten through twelve. You're aiming at nine through twelve. Like that that's is not a major setback. Yeah, especially when your rivals, especially when like Ferrari, the team that you were neck and neck with last year, were quite literally the complete opposites. Uh, yeah, and I guess that's the next storyline that we'll, we'll kind of yeah. Go into. So um, Ferrari and that sexy car, because that car is sexy. I, I I told Anthony I was like, it reminds me of like like lipstick. I don't know, man. I I like that car. Um, yeah, I mean, it might as well just, just become Tafosi, man. That's what their fans are yeah. called. Just become Tafosi. It's like uh, a cult. Like I, nah. I mean, I'm still like you know Merc gang all day, but you know maybe I can eh, you know, dip, dip my toes in it a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just see how I look in red. Just to you know? see how I look in red. You know, like. Um, <laughs> Maybe the new chair I'm getting is like Ferrari red. I think it's too late. Oh, that would have been so cool. I should man, whatever. <laughs> um, I want to do, this has nothing to do with F1, but when I get my new wheelchair, I want to do like a reveal like they did with the cars for F1. Mm, I was yeah. talking to a person yesterday about how I'm going to do like a special, it's, it's going to be cool, it's going to be cool. Anyway, but um, I should like name it. But no, Ferrari, the ones who finish and they looked good like it was i i 
and we, we people say this in sports with a lot of different sports, but like, you know, it's just better when, you know, the Celtics or the Lakers or, but like, no, Ferrari, it's better when Ferrari is competitive, when Ferrari is like winning. Like, they're like probably the most iconic team in that sport. Um, yeah. When most people think of F1, they think of the red Ferrari. Like, yeah, with the Marlboro, with the, the Marlboro. Marlboro stuff on it and everything yeah bring it back but do jewel this time though you know switch it up make it like new age uh they probably (laughs) probably can't get away with that um and and you know for instance so so there is a point in time where um max really tried to try to get the lead and uh as you put it ferrari uh leclerc used uh basically max max's aggressiveness against them and can can you break that down for us yeah, so Max Verstappen is known as an aggressive driver. Um, he's a, he, he has his elbows out quite often. He's a he's a he's a Red Bull, <laughs> more or less. Right. Um, and he's known for kind of making his car go wide in the turns, kind of um, boxing people out, essentially, to use a an NBA term, and. Charles Leclerc or um, Chuck Chuck Leclerc, who's had problems with him in the past, uh, a couple of seasons back when the Ferrari car was competitive when they were cheating. Um, that's another good like comparison to make. You think of think of Ferrari as the Patriots of F one, more or less. Um, and everyone wants to see Patriots win, right? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So he's kind of had experience dealing with Max, um, fighting for the lead of the race. And he essentially kind of olayed <laughs> um, Max into this move where they're going into a corner. And instead of um, kind of trying to turn hard and hitting the apex before Max Verstappen does, he let Max go by and, uh, you know, Max wasn't expecting to do this. He kind of overshot the mark and then uh, hit the brakes, locked up his tires, which then caused a flat spot on the tire. And that was done from there. Um, he Max couldn't really recover, even through pit strategies and everything after that. Um, Leclerc just passed him again because it was a pretty competitive race with the new, um, like, aerodynamic, Dimensions on these cars, they mm-hmm. can race behind each other more often now yeah. and for longer periods of time. And that's definitely something that was on display, uh, not only for the the battle for first, but throughout the rest of the field as well. Yeah, it, it um, just, oh God, it looks so it looks so clean, man. It looks so good. Yeah, just cars passing each other, and um, while the the drag reduction is down on the straights, like you can't catch up to people as often on the straights. You can't still stay close to them after you complete the straight. Yeah. Which exactly. is like what's which is like a bigger deal now. Oh. And uh yeah, so it's just something we'll we'll see. Maybe like will Max learn from that just that little mistake? Because I think that's something that um you know drivers think about. Yeah. These small moments where the the race is just lost. That's that's such like I think that's one of the we talk about like the drama of F1, but that's the thing that like I was, I was, I was talking to Rebecca about it. Um, 
and I just, you know, me, I love talking. And I was just like, you realize, like, if you're like half a second slower than your opponent, like, that's like a big deal. And like, it's even kind of funny to hear them, like, to F1 announcers, like, talk about being like, oh, a half a second or three tenths. And like, like, there are these like wide, like, gaps and stuff like that of, of time. But really, like, I mean, it's extremely quick. But in this sport, and like you said, one little, you know, thing and and it's and it's all over and it's like i think i do think max probably learns from that but also at the same time like i think that certain drivers have like an identity and whatnot and i think max is to a certain extent always going to be like elbows out like aggressive driver right and i i mean even if he doesn't uh do something to like let's say he's pushed someone off the track but i think you know it's like what they it's like what they call dell um or he sell praise dell remember three um like he was an intimidator, right? Like mm-hmm. you get up behind somebody and you know you you, you hear footsteps. Um, you you could argue that kind of happened. What what happened with Perez? Did we ever figure that out when when Lewis was behind him and he got like, spun out? Oh, it's a similar situation. Um, just kind of went. Um, so I mean that's something that obviously happened to Max as well. I um. How do you feel about, uh, so was it three out of four Red Bull engines didn't finish the race? Because uh, Gasly's, his, like, he got fire. Um, yeah, and um, Gasly's racing for the Alpha Tower team, which is Red Bull's clothing brand. That's a weird thing. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. for people that didn't check out the Drive to Survive, we're going to have to see going forward. Um, they're not the only team with, you know, engine problems, though. Uh, we could talk about, Mercedes. Yeah, um, I was worried about that. Um, I, <laughs> I was I quite literally like, uh, again, like I, I so Anthony, uh, Anthony, when it comes to F1 is a little, a little bit, not a little bit, a lot more like well versed in it um, than I am. But so but even still, like we talk about like podium finishes and stuff like that. I, I don't think I've ever been happier for someone to finish third and like surprise um because that mercedes car they yeah they probably shouldn't have finished third um like yeah no i think <laughs> this was you could see the look on hamilton's face that he was like Whoa. <laughs> um that porpoising is like and and, and I, I i respect red bull enough to know that like I don't want to say what happened. Like so, so, so Ferrari winning isn't a fluke. Ferrari's going to be a real deal, and they're going to compete not only for constructors but even for like like the virus championship. But I like Red, Red Bull is going to be right there. You know, like I don't see what happened in this race in terms of Red Bull. I don't see that happening again. I don't think their engines are just going to start blowing up. Maybe, uh, like yeah. maybe Red Bull, Red Bull gives you a different type of wings. Yeah, I well, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's flying down, not up. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I, I, yeah, so oh, Mercedes, like, no, Mercedes, we'll see, right? They're having this problem. Yeah. You, you mentioned it, it's called pur- uh, porpoising, essentially, with these new aerodynamics. Um, their cars are a lot closer to the ground this season, mm-hmm. and this is to like reduce um, drag so that these cars can like chase each other more often and for longer periods of time. Um, Mercedes' car is so close to the ground and it's being pushed down so often that it's causing like 
um, like a bump, like a bump effect. Like these car, these guys are like bouncing up and down like a, like a, like a small toddler in like one of those little circle. I don't even know what they're called. I don't have a kid. Anyway. Um, like a, like a bounce house. I don't, yeah, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm still struggling. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. People with kid Marcus, so, let us know. Yeah. Shout out to Marcus. Um, so, uh, this is causing them like lots of issues. Uh, it's causing them quite a bit of pace and it's something that even Lewis Ham- Sir Lewis Hamilton said himself that, um, uh, isn't, there's no quick fix for. So this is something that might last until the summer break, you know? It's um, it. we're gonna see if they can turn it around. I don't know. And then, speaking of with their engine, because uh, that's where the conversation started, Mercedes has customer teams like in F one. You can buy your parts from another team, another engine manufacturer. Mercedes sells to Williams and uh, McLaren, and those teams placed sixteenth. Sorry, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th. So that's ah. something to keep an eye on. Ah, it's fine. Uh, ah. Not only not only from a competitive standpoint, but from the drama of it. So mm. this is something that people who've seen Drive to Survive season one will remember. Um, if you're like one of the few people that watched that. Uh this can cause friction between teams, mm. like the personalities. Like, so let's say I like I'm Mercedes and I'm selling to McLaren, right? Who was a competitive team last season. Mercedes just placed third and fourth and they'll probably continue to place like fifth and sixth, right? Going forward. So you see a team, tell you your, you know, your goods and you're going to start thinking, Naturally, especially McLaren being in the position they are, having dropped so hard far down the list, are these guys giving me the same engine? Are these guys more focused on fixing their car than fixing this engine? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see if it causes any drama, especially between that'd be interesting. We haven't seen those two guys, Toto Wolf and Zach Brown interact oh, a lot. Oh man. I. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see going forward. That, but, um, mm. <laughs> I guess to wrap it up, let's talk about the biggest surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> team. Uh, Haas. The Viking racer. Gene Haas team. Mm. Gene Haas racer. Man. So, um, listeners to our past podcast will hear that like they did have a driver racing for them that sponsored the team because they were a team in need of money, and they found that money in um ol- oligarchy. Um, or if you talk to Gunther Steiner, he'll say he's a fertilizer guy. Fertilizer guy. <laughs> and a Russian oligarch sponsored the team and bought his son the seat. I don't know the guy, and I don't know like too too much about his like personal politics and whatnot. We've we've seen that he might not be the best guy uh, before this, but that would kind of throw a target on the back of his family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a very unfortunate position. Like no matter how you feel about this person, um, 
you know, these people can be like literally kind of taken out. Like something that, you know, been seen. I hope I don't get hit with another attack right now. Um, How do you feel about uh, that, man? Uh, I think it's a very unfortunate position that all Russian athletes are going to find themselves in. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, like, yeah, you can probably get out of there because you have money, but you're talking about, like, your cousin, you're, you know, getting exa- lifted. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. that's a lot of people. And so, and not only that, but, like, you know, doing some sports is people's livelihood. Not everyone is coming from fertilizer money. And so now it's something that you can't compete in uh, or place in. And that's that's really unfortunate. And that's but to get back to a more positive yeah. note. Um, Haas is a joke. Haas has been a joke for the past three seasons. Um, when you think about a bad team uh, selling themselves for something, that's that's. I mean, this is almost the Browns, the Browns situation. Not to the same level. I'm I'm, I'm making comparison here, where like they're so desperate to stay relevant that they sold themselves to a Russian oligarch. Not completely. Gene Haas still owns the team, but um, that's like the sponsor was uh, Eric Halle. Go, um, go watch Drive to Survive, the fourth episode. All right. Sorry about the technical issues, guys. We're having a, we're having a lot of them to this, this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, so essentially like Haas is kind of the Browns of of f1 like they sold themselves to this fertilizer team and because they just really needed sponsors because they needed to just get to the next season to the new year specs so that they can maybe possibly have a good car and if you have a good car you attract more um sponsors you know what i mean they could probably get themselves out of something like that mm-hmm. they have the son of the most famous f1 driver ever and michael schumacher and his son Mick schumacher so they have some things and but this has been a team that's been at the bottom of the bottom for the past two seasons especially so yeah uh kevin magnuson places i think like seventh in qualifying very impressive and he has had maybe i think he's had like two hours with the car because all of the stuff that happened with mazepin just happened like a year ago or so um so it was very it was very new driver that had been with the team previously. Gunther Steiner, Gunther Steiner had to pick between his two sons, Roma Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen. He went with K Mag, the Viking. And you know, we'll see. They seem to have a good car this year. Gunther Steiner after the race was grounded but optimistic. And it's hard to stay that way for us uh, and yeah. you, you and me yeah well, we don't have to we don't get paid to do it i like gunther steiner <laughs> by the way gunther steiner is like to me he's the racing like i don't know like like dan campbell like that man i like he he he, he essentially coaches a crap team but i i want that man to have success that the picture of him after uh qualies when he was like excited like embracing magnuson like that was that was everything yeah. Yeah, and 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 similar to the Browns, 
you know, before this Watson trade, it's a team that people kind of want to see do better. Yeah. You know, Gunther Steiner's kind of a likable guy. He's just an elite, at the very least, he's an enjoyable personality. Exactly. Um, Mick Schumacher seems like the nicest guy in the world. Exactly. He's like, like, I was gonna say, yeah, that's, I was, I started to say that when you're talking about it, like it's in, in a, in a world full of like, um, you know, Toto's and like Christian Horner's and, you know, stuff like that. Like these really like guys, it's nice to have like just nice people that like, Hey, they might not win anything, but go. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah. So that's, uh, that was the race we're going to see going into the uh, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Maybe one day we'll tackle the uh, how, much, <sighs> how much oil money is in F1. <laughs> oh, it's, I don't want to get another mal- malware attack. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, nah, man. I what? How is this race? I hope this race is going to be like last. So yeah, it was like 11 a.m. for me. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm 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 cool with that. I know eventually you're going to be like seven in the morning and i'm not going to be looking forward to that yeah, um, going back to Jeddah. um and we're there? gonna see how that goes uh, remember that was like the the that was last year what yeah. happened with with them but also these corners are super tight in Jeddah, and we're gonna see Ooh. how that goes with these new tires because they're really cold Ooh, it should be fun i um trying i'm trying not to worry about mercedes um i'm trying to do the whole well, we got Lewis. Um, oh, um, uh, quick impressions of Zaltri Bottas and George Russell. What do you think about them, respectively? Oof, that's, um, I mean, Bottas is uh, motivated this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very. Uh, he's not there. Out, he's, not, he's not trying to just block out Red Bull. He's now going after George Russell's long neck. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to see, you know, obviously I think we kind of saw that the hierarchy there at Mercedes is still ham one rust two. Yep. Um, but bought us is, you know, there's no leash. There's no leash on him. There's he's no, a, he's a professional race car driver. Like, and that, that sounds like obviously like everyone's, but like this man is like serious and I, and I like that. But yeah, so to close it out, um, so yeah, we experienced a lot of technical difficulties this episode, guys. We do apologize. Yeah. Uh, we got hit with a literal attack. Um, so if this episode is a little choppy, Please sorry about that. <laughs> we have been uh, doing a lot better. Yeah, we have been doing a lot better. You know what it is? We decided to be proactive. So normally we record these things like late at night and we're like, nah, we're going to get it done during the day. Sun's out. Nah. Have nah. the rest of the day to ourselves. Nope. nope. Nope, not that's not happening. Um, but as always, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in. All the um feedback we get. Uh I, I really do enjoy it. You know, my shouts out. Major shout out to Clawson. This man's gonna have to do some work. Um so yeah, it's thank, a day off too. Yeah, it's a day off too. He's, he's walking the dog. He's at the Panther Stadium. He got tickets to a Charlotte FC. Hey, go Charlotte FC, Charlotte <laughs> FC fans for the crown. Um so yeah, nah. Again, appreciate it, everybody. Um, and you know, it's getting spring. Baseball's coming around. I'm thinking that maybe we might uh be talking some baseball soon. You what? maybe we have some special guests on here. I don't know. Maybe get some um 
some wise input for some people. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Anthony, you got anything to say in closing? Uh, no, thanks for listening. Uh, catch us on all the socials, close second pod or close second on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow me at ace buggy wave on Twitter. Marquise, where can people find you? Uh, MK wheels, MK hot wheels on all the socials. Um, come play with me. Let's play some squad, man. Let's play some call of duty. I'm, I'm down. We can talk. You can get my uncensored sport takes when you play games with me because <laughs> boy do i censor myself just a tad bit on here live yeah, lakers reactions oh lot man <laughs> let me tell you what you join that discord when i am watching the lakers play it's literally me going why do i watch this it's just <laughs> it's and anthony's like you don't have to i'm like but i do um but yeah no guys again we appreciate everything um connect with us um that's all I got to say, guys. Have a good week. Uh, make sure you stay away from the pollen. Go Duke. Go Duke. <laughs>